Welcome back to Rockstock Channel. It is Thursday, September 14th, and I and Rodney have here Jonathan Buick, the CEO of Champion Electric Metals, which we think is the uh, best kept secret in the hottest area in lithium, which is the, the James Bay region. I'm wearing not the Rockstock hat, but the, the Canada Rocks hat because we introduced Jonathan in May as one of the Canada Rocks presenters. Jonathan approached me late last year. Before we start today's video, we'd like to thank our two sponsors, Brianfield Services Company, Zalandez, and investor, Lithium Royalty Corp, listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange, ticker symbol LIRC. We'll share more about these sponsors later in the video. I've known Jonathan, I don't know, 15, 20 years. He had a similar business to RK Equities, introducing junior mining companies in particular to Korea and Japan. So we've partnered in the past on making some introductions on a global basis, which you could talk a little bit about Jonathan, but you had some Idaho cobalt assets and I think maybe some gold assets. And we've been following you for the past kind of couple of years with that, but not really our focus. But when you said you picked up some stuff in James Bay late last year, like right around the time that Patriot and Winsome we're coming on the scene, making major discoveries. We knew we wanted to be part of the story. So RK Equity is an advisor to and shareholder in Champion Electric Metals. This, as always, not investment research, but just sharing and, and helping filter from the now 200 names on the RK Equity scoreboard. It's very hard to differentiate. Uh, we're going to flash up a slide here of about 10 or so companies operating just in the James Bay area ranked by market cap. And this includes Allchem, which now has over hundred million tons in James Bay. I remember a few years ago, uh, Allchem when it was, when actually it was Galaxy. Galaxy had like Mount Catlin, Sol de Vida, which Jonathan, you have some history with, which you're going to share. And then they all had James Bay. And like everyone said, James Bay will never be built. Who cares about James Bay? Who cares about Quebec? And now that's over 100 million tons and it's almost permitted. And then you have Piedmont and Sayana, which Quebec is back on the scene. They're in production, you know, generating meaningful cash flow for both Piedmont and Sayana. Now, Patriot, 950 million market cap. You know, everyone, I think, watching this, you know, now knows that story. Ken Brinsden, legend uh, in the industry, has come on as chairman to that. And then it drops down from a market cap point of view, like critical elements, we call you know, them in frontier, the Barney rubble down 29% year to date, and they're permitted, ready to like partner. It, it just like the, the, the dichotomy on the scoreboard is, is crazy. And then you have Winsome up 9% year to date, but off, you know, their highs at around 240, at a buck 55, you know, Winsome is a client of ours and a number of your shareholders are Winsome shareholders as well and Piedmont shareholders because we've introduced them over the course of, of the past year. Then you have Brunswick Exploration. I don't know that they've even drilled yet, but we know it's a good team backed by Osisco, which is like a legendary gold story. They're up 88%, but 128 million market cap. Q2 Metals, 85 million market cap. They raised some capital as you did earlier this year, but I don't think they've yet drilled. 85 million market cap up 151%. You know, Ophir Gold, uh, Ophir Gold, I guess, is lithium now. And then there's Champion Electric Metals at 19 million U.S. market cap, down 7%. Again, in our opinion, one of the best kept secret because you're going to tell 
everybody about this great land position that you have in between Patriot and Winsome. So with that, I'll stop talking and uh, leave it to you, Jonathan, to just introduce yourself, your background, and uh, do a little bit of a page turn through the slide deck. Okay. You, you, you've given me a lot to digest and, and, and comment on. Uh, first, I would say you talk about all Kim and the James Bay project. That was actually originally named Sear, and that was also lithium one asset in addition to the Selva Vita. So the fact that Selva Vita and Sear, now James Bay, are both becoming prominent projects for Alchem, I think traces back to the, the, the DNA of our team. Uh, and I'll start maybe talking about myself and then into my board, and then and then you'll see why I say that. So my background is capital markets, corporate finance. Uh, as you said, I have an advisory firm very similar to RK. Uh, we've raised over half a billion dollars for junior mining companies with 150 million of that out of Korea and Japan. One of those transactions was Lithium One and Patrick Highsmith, who sits on my board, was a director and CEO of Lithium One. In 2010, he hired Harp Capital to seek a partner out of Korea. We brought him LG, GS Keltex and Caress for $15 million. And about 15 months later, Galaxy Minerals took over Lithium One. So a win for the shareholder. Those two assets, the Salavita and Sear, are projects and and our approach with Champion is no different. Our expectation is to make discovery and lead those demining decisions. And if you look across our board, beyond my, my background and Patrick's, and I'll speak a little bit more on Patrick uh, in a moment, but when you add in Gabrielle and Paul, every project that we've been a part of in the, in the lithium business has led projects to a mining decision. Paul Fornazari is a director. He's a founding shareholder and, and, and a director from day one, a uh, significant shareholder, as am I was a founder and director for Lithium Americas. And he then stepped off of that board and became a founder and director for Neo Lithium, which the Chinese took out last year for $940 million. That Neo deposit is being constructed right now by the Chinese, Gabriel Pindar, our other director, who was the CEO and founder of Neo Lithium. The feasibility study that he delivered to the market while at Neo is the feasibility study that the Chinese are building right now. Gabriel was just down at the project in Argentina. He sent us a number of videos and, and images. They will be producing by year end. So that I think speaks to the integrity and quality of, of the work that we do. We are not market promoters. I won't speak to the other Quebec James Bay companies you've referenced in terms of why their market cap is different than mine. I will say that we put out news when it's newsworthy. It's been a quiet summer for a number of reasons, including the forest fires where we lost seven weeks due to evacuation. We are in the field now, week seven, sampling and mapping across the property. The enthusiasm I hear in the voices of my geos is contagious. It's an unprecedented opportunity for our shareholders. We are moving the needle. We are being conservative, aggressive. I think what a lot of the market doesn't understand or appreciate is the scale of our project. We have now through nine acquisitions, we control 530 square kilometers right in the James Bay. And that is a massive land package. We are going through meticulously and methodically through that. In the winter, we had a desktop study We on the airborne program that we flew last fall. We also had some historic reports from the Quebec government. We generated 17 high priority areas where we believe discovery is available to us. Right now, what we're doing is we're qualifying those target areas. We're sampling and mapping. We have a, a number of rock samples in the lab. Uh, we will be, as we get those released from the lab, we will be putting those out in news releases. So I expect to start to see news flow frequently uh, in the coming days and, and weeks. Uh, we, we, we know there's been a bit of an impatient market. 
I also can comment on, on, on the share price. I think if you look back about two weeks ago, there was a 9 million share week. That was us taking out a flow through fund that was dealing with redemptions. And, and we had new shareholders coming in. The stock got walked back. The new institutions came in and bought in blocks. And then the stock has graduated up a little higher. So we're sitting at about 12 and a half, 13 cents Canadian currently. That is, but for the wealth and health of the company, a, a great move. We know we have taken off that overhang out of the stock. We brought in new long-term strong shareholders who will be repeat investors, not only in private placements, but in the open market. We continue to see them buying the stock in the market. And, and there's an opportunity here for people to pay attention. I think if you look at the firms that are buying it, these are institutional grade firms that are buying the stock. These aren't little small pieces of, of stock being traded. These are ma massive uh, share movements. So we're not thrilled with the share price, but we also know that there's a bigger picture to be had here. Jonathan, just to dig into that for a second, I think you did a capital raise uh, of about $4 million of which 2 million was hard dollars, I think at 10 cents. And then you had the flow through financing in Quebec, which is a fantastic incentive for exploration. And that was at 20 cents. Is that correct? Well, let's not confuse hard and, and, and flow through. I'll, I'll speak to, to the actual language that's used because hard dollars are spent differently than flow through dollars. So the way it works on a super flow through, what used to be called a charitable flow through is your, it allows you to raise money at a premium because there's a tax advantage to the front end buyer. So we had $4.3 million of investors come in at 20 cents. Through uh, the financing, we had $4.3 million of uh, investors buy the front end of that financing for the tax benefit and advantage of that financing. And the back end purchaser, of the the shares was done by lithium industry executives and, and industry people but where did the selling that just so, took place at a private well, that price was crossed at nine and a half and ten cents nine and a half ten cents and that is around the price that the other investors who came into the most recent placement you did like a 10 cent placement with no warrant Correct. attached the bottom all, all i'm saying is that the, the stock has held that it hasn't really broke that 10 cent correct. level. And here we are, the stocks at about 12 yeah, cents. Yeah. And, and, and we've, okay. done, we've had a good cleanup of loose hands. To all our viewers watching now, I want to let you know, we recorded a long version of this available only to our Patreon subscribers. And we also releasing it a number of days earlier than for wide release. So just a reminder, if you like this content, please subscribe to our channel, give a comment. But also, if you want proprietary early access, extended cuts, and other um, benefits, in some cases, maybe one-on-one -on -one access or exclusive webinars with uh, discussions with people like Jonathan, sign up to our Patreon page at the $100 and $300 tiers. And if you just, in general, have been watching us for a little while and have been benefited from our content, reach into your pocket for 10 bucks a month, like the cost of two cups of coffee a month. Just consider us like your barista at Starbucks and and sign up as a Patreon. So you have four or five million dollars, six million dollars in the currently bank. right now. We're about five point four million uh, in the bank. Okay. We, we also have and you've been doing a lot of mapping. You haven't been able to work because of the fires, but now you're doing like like Winsome. It took 12, 15 months of actually mapping, figuring out where to drill, establishing drill targets. That's what you've been doing. And I think you're getting ready to drill sometime by November with first results sometime 
Yeah, yeah so the, the we we lost seven weeks in the field, and we're trying to make that time up. So we're, we've got a okay. camp at Mirage, which is the base camp at the northeast corner of our property, right beside the LG4 airport. Uh, we've got a 20-person camp there. Our team has been in in now since August 2nd, so we have a lot of data in being uh, gathered, but also being sent to the lab. So there will be a lot of new information technically coming to the market, uh, but certainly we, we anticipate seeing that drill turn probably by American Thanksgiving. That'll be the third week of November is our expectation with results in Q1. Jonathan, if you can just touch on the drill targets. So you had a package and then you've acquired a lot more to get to the 528 square kilometers. The drill targets for the initial program, are they on the old original package or do they now include additional targets from the land that you've acquired? Great question. Both. They, it's, it's across the, the entire 530 square kilometers land package. So as we wait for the seasons to change and things to freeze, obviously it's a lot easier to move rigs around once everything's frozen. We have targets that are in close proximity to the Trans-Tagger Road, which I think people need to appreciate the benefit of that road. And, and I know when we spoke in your uh, during your Canada Rocks conference, I touched on the infrastructure. But I think it's not something that should be dismissed easily. We do have the Trans-Tagger Road that goes right through the entirety of our property from east to west. That is a 12-month access road. That's a very important road in Quebec because the LG4 airport is a Hydro-Quebec airport, and they service their largest power dam, which sits 35 kilometers west of our property off of that Trans-Tagger Road. That's why that road's so well-maintained. We also have two power lines that come back from that power dam back right through the property before it heads south into the grid. That's 3.6 cents a kilowatt Canadian per hour, cheapest power in the world. And for those that want to check an ESG box, it checks that box too. So there are a number of things in our favor. The geologic environment and the geologic setting that we're in, that greenstone belt that starts west of us and where Winsome has their Kansas discovery, which sits about 13 and a half kilometers off our western flank on our property, that comes right through our property, right into the central part of our property. It also splays south of us where it goes across and into what is Patriot's ground and where the CV5, the Corvette discovery is. And Corvette sits about six kilometers south of our property, and they just finished the construction of a 12-month permanent road right through our property down to Corvette to allow them to save money and have less helicopter use. So there is even more infrastructure being put in at somebody else's dime. So, Jonathan, how many uh, rigs will you have turning um, in November? So we're going to start with a one-rig program. That'll be a three to 5,000-meter program. The all-in costs in Quebec and James Bay in uh, winter is about $325 Canadian a meter. So if we did a 5,000 meter program, roughly $1.8 million to be conserved, let's round it up to $2 million. That money is already in the bank, so we don't need to come out seeking capital ahead of that drill program. With discovery, we anticipate the, 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 the want to move to a three to five rig program and just really come in and start to make a major impact. Within that three to 5,000 meter program, we are gonna touch multiple of the targets. We're not just going to drill one of those targets. We expect uh, as a team and are confident that we'll make multiple discoveries. Jumping in here from the editing room to tell you about our two sponsors, Zalandez and Lithium Royalty Corp. Zalandez provides services in subsurface data visualization, downhole geophysics, and other services for lithium brine operations. They just expanded into North America. And no matter where you sit in the brine industry, Zalandas can help you speed up and improve your projects. Go to 
zolandes.com for more. Lithium Royalty Corp is at the center of a global energy transition and manages a globally diversified portfolio of lithium-focused royalties in electrification and decarbonization. With 32 royalties on 29 higher-grade, lower-cost projects from exploration to production, LIRC covers all the bases with well-managed risk, ESG considerations, and a scalable royalty structure. Lithium Royalty Corp is traded on the Toronto Stock Exchange ticker symbol LIRC. To find out more, visit lithiumroyaltycorp.com. I fully agree with you. Livent and Allchem both agree with you because they're going to be building conversion facilities there. And you have the midstream cathode makers and Beckencore and also in Graphite, Nouveau Moland is hoping to do something there. But EchoPro, I think, was just announced. So anyway, the the for IRA, for you know, ex-China supply reasons, etc. Western Australia, everybody loves. It's great. Canada and Quebec in particular is, is very well placed. And you're seeing now you have, what, 200 million ton deposits. They haven't drilled Wabuchi for forever at Namaska with Livent, but these critical elements is drilling, right? The potential for more, or Moblon is on its way with Sayana. I think we believe could be north of 100 million tons. There's speculation. Winsome indicated they can get north of 100 million tons. So like the, the strategic nature of uh, this region is is why you're, you're, everyone's so excited about it. But your, again, position, uh, how many kilometers, square kilometers? Just under square? 530 square kilometers. How does that compare to how large some of the other Winsome are? and Patriot you know? combined are 414 square kilometers. So we're more than uh, both of those combined. Wow. And you're right. And if we flash up a map here, we could show where your land position is relative to the Absolutely. Area. Yeah, no, you can see it right there. You can see okay. where the Canset Discovery is off the southwest flank. You can then see where the CB5 and Corvette is right directly south of our property. Uh, you can also see that there was, we've had one drill hole on the project. It was drilled in 2003 by Inco in pursuit of nickel. That's on the southeast corner of our property. That's the little yellow dot on the map. They didn't sample the pegmatites, but they did document that they went through three meters of pegmatites in their, as they drilled that hole to deeper depths looking for the nickel. We unfortunately were not able to, they, the core was not available for us to go in and sample that, but we are definitely sampling at surface there and, and uh, we if we see things that, that make sense we'll be, be working that that uh, exposed pegmatite pretty severely but uh, just to touch on beckencore and that announcement from ford with echo pro and sk that's a 1.2 billion dollar commitment uh the, the echo pro is a group that uh, i as an advisor with harp have actually done a transaction with we've done a, a, a transaction where harp was the advisor to Blackstone Minerals in Vietnam on their nickel project. And Echo Pro came in as at a significant premium as a shareholder. Echo Pro has probably been into Canada 14 times and I've met with them all 14 times, including breaking bread with them on their way back out after the signing ceremony. They have now committed to Quebec. They are gonna be the operator of that battery facility. They already have an established set of relationships with those groups. I think puts us in a different framework or a different uh, level than, than a lot of the juniors so we track transactions in the James Bay. For the last two years, the average cost per claim is about 12,500 bucks a claim. Our acquisition cost is $2,400 a claim. So we think we've made good value transactions. All during that time of acquisition, we saw Patriot go from a 20 million market cap to 1.6 billion. So we were seeing aggressive vendors 
because of the success of Patriot, but we were still able to make what we think were sound business decisions and great acquisitions. Our land package, I think, is going to be uh, the bellwether in, in the area because of the, the size and scale of it. It's going to take a lot of effort and a lot of time to work through the property, uh, but we've got the hands on deck to do that. And we're, we're, we still expect to make that meaningful discovery of magnitude this calendar year. Our 2023 ambition is still to make that discovery this calendar year. Okay. Well, look, we've had a lot of crocodile Dundees, the kind of Aussies coming into the Quebec area. And if you look at the scoreboard, they have very high valuations. What's a gringo like you from Toronto? <laughs> how did you manage to get those land packages and how are we going to address this kind of like TSX discount? Although that TSX discount is not so much evident in, in Brunswick exploration, but I think they have the Oh, Cisco halo, but like, why don't you have the lack and a neolithium halo to your story, given those board members, why hasn't the market recognized the, the good quality assets, good quality location, good quality management, right? Who know how to work capital markets, right? Those are all the ingredients to a successful speculative equity. Could you just sure. speak to that and speak to, do, do you have any plans to like list in Australia because of this kind of like TSS discount or ASX premium? Let's start with the shareholder base. We've seen, because we track it since May 1st, we've seen 27 million shares get bought through Australia. So we've now got a meaningful shareholder registry in Australia. They, they've looked at the map. They've tried to figure out who's where. They've started to come in and they're buying our stock and accumulating our stock. And these are noteworthy groups, not just individual people. These are groups. We, we've got a very strong shareholder base. I can make a dozen phone calls and reach probably 80% of my stock. These are people we've made money for in previous deals and they're sitting happy and content. They're not sellers of stock. They're, they're, not, they're not actively buying either. We haven't given them a reason to because we haven't brought out news to the market. We've been in discussions about how to get an ASX listing. We are in pursuit of the ASX listing. We anticipate being in a position to show the path to that ASX listing in Q4. We want to be on the same exchange as both Winsome and Patriot. Our next door neighbors, same Greenstone, Discovery's on the Western flank, the best Discovery in North America, directly south of us. We want to be on the same playing field. We, we want to be exposed to that market. I think if we were already on the ASX, we'd have a hundred million market cap, not a 19 million market cap. I think that's, and I can point to a number of other companies that have much bigger market caps than ours with a lot less prospective ground than what we have. And I think that a lot of the times the market is not paying attention to that. But the fact that we've seen 27 million shares get accumulated out of Australia is all the more reasons to pursue that listing. I love your ticker symbol. You like stole from Livent, LTHM. No, they stole it from us. They just had it earlier. You know? uh, <laughs> it was shocking it's still um, available. I'll tell you that when we went out to get it. You changed your name from Idaho Champion to Champion Electric Metals, and in connection with that, you changed the ticker symbol. You're on the CSE, not the TSXV or main board. You're also listed on the OTC. What's your ticker symbol on the OTC? Yeah, that's also CHELF. CHELF. Okay. And then F for foreign issuer. Okay. Could you talk to just broadly permitting and First Nations issues? Because, like, First, we, we talked to critical elements and getting their IBA and all of the, the Cree. They're sophisticated, but they're, it took a very long time for critical elements to get permitted. All chem still not fully permitted for James Bay, but just the indigenous native, First Nations, 
I think they're just like inundated by a whole bunch of Australia. There's a gold rush mentality here. And, and we know it's critically important. Like a lot of people miss, if you don't have them on board, you're, you're in trouble, right? We're just hearing some rumblings that not everybody is taking their first nations as seriously or doing as good a job at it as some others. So could you talk to that and, sure. and what's your position vis-a-vis uh, the first nations or approach to first nations? So it's crucial. I'll start with that. And we started the conversation first by letter and then by, by video conference last fall, as soon as we made our first acquisition, we made a small token donation at Christmas time or holiday season, because in the community where we're closest to, they have, it's the largest Creek community in Quebec and they have 392 families that are, would be in our language, be deemed disadvantaged. And so they do a, a turkey drive during the holiday season. So we made a small donation to that. And, and the, 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 I think I had seven different levels of the, the First Nation Council email back thanking us. So that tells me not a lot of people doing that. But when the fires happened, I reached out to the chief and deputy chief, and we've been in regular conversations since. It's been a war zone up there, and people have stopped talking about it. It's not on the, in the presses anymore. But I know, Howard, when we talked during the summer, you were talking about the, the impact of the smoke in New York City. The average forest fire season in Quebec, all of Quebec, is about 15,000 hectares. Just in the James Bay this year, there was three, over 3.6 million hectares was impacted by the forest fires. And so when I started talking to the chief, I was like, what can we do? How can we help? What is it that you need? Like, I didn't have any idea. I just knew I, we got to do something. So we started talking and, and they talked about, and I ended up speaking with a couple of the elders as well. The moose and the caribou aren't going to be back for a long time because there's nothing to eat. The fish in the lakes have been impacted from all the soot and ash that's fallen into the lakes and it's changed the chemistry of the water. The Ptolemy bird and a couple of the other white birds that they hunt, again, won't be back because there's nothing to hunt. The trappers have lost snow machines, boats, cabins that they use as a part of their trap line in their traditional way of life have all been devastated. So in, in conversations with the chief and deputy chief, they said, listen, 60% of our population is under the age of 30. And we have an obesity problem because of the, how harsh and long our winter is. Can you do something to help us? So we've actually put together a program and we're raising money to help build a playground at the beach. We want to build them a skateboard park in town. We want, we're getting them hockey equipment. I've actually been in conversation with a couple of the NHL mm -hmm. alumni and getting some supplies from them, not just for the kids in, in the town, but also to see if we can have some fundraisers. I've just put together a letter. We've sent it out to 85 other companies that are in the James Bay area to let them know this is what we're doing. And we're about to go live with the GoFundMe page because we want to show that we're their partner and neighbor. Like we're there as stewards, not just to the, our shareholders, but to the community. And I think we don't do enough of that as an industry. And it's, that's what ESG is to me. It's not some convoluted big fund and you talk about this and that. ESG is first communications with the people that matter in your postal code. And we did the same thing in Idaho and we're trying to do the same thing here. We're new entrants. We haven't even been here a year and we want to show them that we're here for the long term and we want to do things in a professional, corporately responsible way, but also we're human. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, it sounds, if you're the one who initiated this letter to 85 other junior companies in the region, I think the First Nations can appreciate the, the leadership role that you're taking. At the end of the day, we're all human. We're, we're all, good, we're all, we're good all, good all, we're all, we're all yeah. one race. We're all the human race. Yeah. Can we talk about your other projects a little bit? Cause you started life, I think as a cobalt story in Idaho. Yeah, sure. So our featured property down in Idaho is the Twin Peaks. That's a past producing 
project that produced in the 1920s and 1930s. We've had an airborne program there this spring. We've been unsampling there. We have drill-ready targets. We have a NOI submitted. We can drill there on very, uh, basically on, on, on us making the decision to drill. Uh, I know in conversations I've had with investors, anybody who's bought the stocks in September of 2022, they bought it for the lithium, not for the cobalt. And they think of it as a cost center and a distraction. And I, I would say we have a much bigger timeline and a horizon than uh, a trade. This is an opportunity that we see growing in its importance with the IRA Act and, and the need to self-sufficiency. Uh, that Idaho Cobalt Camp is going to become more and more prominent and more and more uh, re relied upon. Uh, we saw Gervois, who has built their mine and currently have it on care and maintenance. They just received a $15 million grant from the Department of Energy. Uh, in our conversations with the governor's office, they think we can accomplish similar types of funding with a discovery. Uh, but in terms of spend, I know every investor wants to know, how are you spending your money? Uh, so far, we've committed $250,000 to Idaho. We, we know that where it's relevant in terms of our market cap versus the lithium opportunity, but we don't want to dismiss the cobalt. We do think there's still a real value proposition there. You said those cobalt assets are another lottery ticket, implying that your lithium is a lottery ticket. I, I think I beg to differ. I think uh, Rodney and I are like at the black check table counting carts. All right. I like that analogy. Better. <laughs> like, and, no, I think, and I've said this, and I apologize if I, if I repeat myself, there's one reason people buy stock, and that's greed. There's an unlimited, there's an infinity number of reasons why people sell stock. You know, I remember before we entered the lithium business, I had a Friday afternoon where the, somebody traded $1,500 worth of stock at the end of the day, took a million dollars out of my market cap, and I had one of my shareholders going up hot and bothered. I said, listen, I don't know what happened on a Friday afternoon that made him want to sell it for 1500 bucks, but maybe he had to pay for his daughter's orthodontist appointment. I don't know. My job's to worry about buyers. I can't worry about the sellers. And it, maybe lottery ticket, I might start talking blackjack, Howard. That's it. I think I, lottery's too random. <laughs> And we're not in the random business. We're in the discovery business. So maybe. Yeah. And the odds are very, the odds are very long. Yeah. Lithium's not rare. And your 100 million ton discoveries are, are happening every quarter, it seems. I'm going to go back to the scoreboard uh, briefly and just to remind viewers who may have watched previous um, videos of ours of, of E3 lithium, where we flashed up uh, a scoreboard like this, comparing them to a standard lithium, to lake resources, and to Vulcan as DLE plays when they were like in 8 million market cap or 30 million market cap. And, and the market disconnect was as large as what's reflected here on the scoreboard. And hats off to uh, my friend, Chris Tornbos, who's finally gotten market recognition. We were just thinking about like why we thought, one other thing I'll say is your deck has this Pierre Lasson curve, which we've used over and over again. So thank you for, it's like one of the best variations of that Lasson curve that I've seen. So that's why we've been using it. And the money, as we've talked many times, very significant money is made in bull markets when there's a tailwind at the drill bit. And before into discovery and Patriot has experienced that. And once they announced their mineral resource, the stock has, and they got their investment from Albemarle, their stock has been like sideways. Maybe they're going into that, the PA phase, maybe less drill excitement on upside from, from there. Winsome still has five drill rigs turning 
Anyhow, so we're looking forward to uh, watching your uh, progress and getting that one drill rig turning in November and uh, hoping to see some uh, good results uh, into the new year. And you're not currently, some people have complained to me on Twitter, where's Champion, right? Like our cutoff's 25 million US market cap and you're at 19, so you haven't shown up. Give right? me a, give me a, a, give me a couple longer. of weeks. We, Let us get some reps. That, yeah. We won't have to worry about that threshold anymore. <laughs> and that'll be in the rear view mirror. That's okay. going to be in the rear view mirror. I'm, I'm fully confident. That okay. Anything we should have asked you, Jonathan? No, I think it's been a great conversation. I would say I'm, I've been showing a few other deals, and I've turned them down because none of them give me the same value proposition as Champion does. And I'm a very long and strong shareholder. I'm never selling a share until there's a transaction or I have a tax event around the transaction. I don't own enough stock. I'm fully believing that this is a wealth creating event that's multi-generational. My board feels the same. We've put in as a board over $3 million since September of last year, directly into the company. We've committed to write checks and we've done this from day one in every single round of financing. My shareholder is my partner. It's not going to be Rio or BHP or a, a, a chemical company. They're going to be my predator. My partner is the shareholder who has bought the stock. It's about respecting the capital. And I think that that needs to be heard by investors because too often people are there for salaries and stock options and they don't have any skin in the game. We own roughly 30% of the company and all of us feel like we don't own enough of it. And we are committed to the success of this company. Okay. Thank you, um, Jonathan, very much for a great conversation and look forward to watching your progress.